Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for the Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since site year here. Your business name here and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. Fantastically lackadaisical episode of the Wine Fellers ever. The Wine Guru will be levitating into the studio to discuss something a little less known, but all too important: Pinot Noir wines from Oregon. So, we are very excited and honored to have the Wine Guru back in the studio. And that's during the first half of our show. During the second half, it's a special event. Stick around as we discuss the best wine and beer, thank you, Mark, gadgets of 2017 should be both fascinating and informative. All this, a tremendous wine pairing, and some more ill-considered Winefellers song exclusives right here on a gummy and gelatinous episode of the Winefellers. But first, what are we drinking today, Mark? Oh, Mark, this this just in. I'm getting word that we will not be holding a wine pairing this week. Instead, we will need to interrupt our regularly scheduled wine pairing to bring you a brand new wine-related segment, Bob's Wine of the Week. Bob's Wine of the Week. A critique. Bob's 
Hey, Joe. Oh, what is going on? Well, we have a new segment. <laughs> First of all, it's great to see you. By the way, it's great to see you. I hate it. Uh, it started with that song. Well, this is a very important segment. It's the first time we've okay. done this segment. It's Bob's Wine of the Week. <sighs> and Bob, uh, Bob is our station manager. Okay. And Oh, yeah, Bob. And, and every once in a while, uh, he seems to have yeah. a few complaints about our show. I know what this is about. And so what we're doing is we thought we would have a forum to address his complaints and take <laughs> them in and really think about them and then just and then rank or rate his complaints. Uh, on a scale of uh, one to four hubcaps. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the rating system in a minute. Okay. But uh, he, Bob is not the, just for, for all the listeners out there who, who are just learning about Bob today, all right? We've mentioned Bob many times in previous episodes, but if you're just hearing about Bob today, Bob is not the most, uh, um, I guess he doesn't effuse positive Comments in our direction too frequently, Mark. Not too frequently, but it, sometimes he does through, uh, through. Um, <laughs> it, he does. Oh, he does. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're going to discuss. Well, but we love Bob. I, I, let's let's get one thing we straight. Love Thank Bob. you, Mark. We do. I, I don't. I don't want to get too far. He's a great station manager. I, I love Bob. Per, a perfect, perfect station, station manager. manager. In fact, a little, a little too perfect. Central casting type, but very. He, if you called up, uh, you know, Skywalker Studios and okay. said, "Send me down a uh, a um, a station manager," he like you're looking at headshots, <laughs> like, and you're like, "Yeah, this guy looks good. Send him down." He just he walks in, he nails he the nails, part, he nails it. So uh, the last show, we got the complaint that our show can we just call it a wine? Our wine. It's his wine of the week. His wine of the week. His wine was our last show wasn't wine centric enough. He, and boy, did he let us! He let us have it. Have it now. So, if you were ever, if you tuned into the last show, um, we t we uh, opened up the show by having a wine pairing, and then we had the news. This is last. Yes, last the last week. Week. Then we had, show. Then we had the news, which mm -hmm. we discussed three wine related stories. Yes, even though one was <laughs> Bobby wine. E even it's so, wine related. It's wine related, and then at the last segment, which. By his own admission, he tuned in at the very last segment <laughs> he, of the show. He, we have a, a, a one-hour wine show. Right. He tunes in for eight minutes mm -hmm. of it, and we're off. We, we, we had, look, and he tuned into the last eight minutes of the show. We've, at that point, we've had three bottles of wine yeah. over that hour, and we're talking about theoretical physics. <laughs> and you know what? Which we were. We were. <laughs> it did not please Bob. Did not please Bob. And so, uh, so... I think, in light of that, we give him <laughs> one out of four hubcaps on his last wine. Yeah, this is not. This is while it's a bold uh, wine. I'm I'm finding it doesn't have much body to it, Mark. No, uh, I would uh, I would say uh, I agree with you. This particular wine it's corked. Uh, is corked, mm -hmm. and I would give it one out of four hubcaps. Tell the audience, Mark. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, know, I I know the hubcap story. What's the hubcap the hub, story? All right. Why are we rating Bob with hubcaps? Everyone should know that the the small country road that runs in front of this um, radio station mm -hmm. is, if you go digging in the bushes, <laughs> littered with Bob's hubcaps <laughs> off of his you know eighty four Nissan. Okay, <laughs> and. I think we are single-handedly responsible for every one of those hubcaps because when we say something on the radio he doesn't like, 
He's just two minutes away. He hops in his car. And he drives speed, on down. He comes, we witnessed it one time. Came speeding around the corner. Hubcap. And just we hear all oh, we hear wheels. <laughs> Hubcap flew off his car and rolled down the street. And clang, 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 clang. Right. right. <laughs> right bumped off the curb right, right into a bush. Right. And he gets out and he's like, you better not have left. You well, know, whatever that, we did, that potted right. meat. Well, that's, right. We, that's right. We left some potted meat overnight, <laughs> and they had a bug problem the next day. But so that 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 was actually a legitimate wine. That I would have rated that wine maybe higher on the hubcap scale. That's yeah, like two out of four hubcaps. <laughs> so, so stay tuned. If we have a new wine to tell you about from this show, we'll have another. Bob's Wine of the Week segment for next week. Don't go nowhere. You are listening to The Wine Fellers on WHUP. The Wine Guru will be levitating into the studio next. Something is what something is to be. 
in your stew he is the fiber in your poo he's the horse in your glue the answer is alex the wine guru honorary wine feller I cannot believe at all. Wine Guru is back in the studio. I am so excited. Oh, As great! I one. am too. You've been gone for so long, and I've missed our. Uh, I missed your little knowledge bombs. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've, Mark, I, why is every? <laughs> why is everything a knowledge bomb with you? I've missed him as well because he teaches us knowledge. We learn so much when he comes on the show. So. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, and I'm doing so well. Willamette, damn it. Whoa. Why are you so angry? I know Bob's next wine. Yes. Yes. So, no, it's not angry. It's how you remember this wine-growing region in Oregon. Mm. Yes. Say it again. Willamette. Willamette. Damn it. That's Damn an easy it. way to so, remember so, it. So some people call it Willamette, and it's not. Oh, it's gotcha. Willamette. Willamette. Oh. Yes. So I guess today we're going to learn about Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir from Oregon. Yes. Well, so. that's very exciting. <laughs> so Pinot Noir is my favorite grape. Uh, all things considered, I love Pinot Noir. I mean, it's usually French Pinot Noir, but there, mm-hmm. I think there yeah. are some wonderful Oregon Pinot Noirs. Uh, and as a matter of fact, there's a lot of French wine makers that mm. have gone over to Willamette Valley to produce great Pinot Noir, wow. Chardonnay, and Gamay as well are produced within the Willamette Valley. Why Willamette Valley? Uh, I do believe that the uh, environment, the terroir, is very similar to that in Burgundy. Mm. And so, like Dom Serene, some people have heard of Dom mm-hmm, Serene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Joseph Druin. Joseph Druin. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, he's known for his Burgundies in France. So, um, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So we have, uh, I love uh, Pinot Noir. Mark. Truly. That I love how uh, I can tell when Mark wants to start drinking the wine. Well, mm-hmm. I see it in front of me. That's and he's like, well, "This is all very interesting and good and all, but but let's get on to the good stuff." Well, I, well, I we get have, what we he's... have three Oregon Pinot Noirs in front of us, and uh, Pinot Noirs are um, they're a very great wine. I mean, it's a terrific mm-hmm. wine. This is something that is uh, often not cheap. You know, some no. of the best bottles, even in Oregon, can you know rise up towards a hundred dollars. I think. Yes, right? agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then depending often, on not, vintage. Not as expensive as French Pinot Noirs, but they they can get up. There. They get up there. Um, so so what, what are we drinking? We, uh, this is uh, oh Lord, what do we have? Rico, mm-hmm. Willamette Valley, Pinot Noir. 2007. Now there are AVAs within Willamette Valley, but this is just Willamette Valley. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, one one beautiful thing about Pinot Noir is we are coming on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. so this is yes. a perfect pairing. 
So yes. Anyways, uh, just for everyone out there, it also goes well with pork. But uh, think of Thanksgiving dinner if you can believe that. We're already coming up on that holiday this tell, month. Tell uh, as we're you guys, I'm not stopping us from drinking this wine here, but as we're sipping this wine, I'm I'm admiring the color of this wine. Yes, it's beautiful. And, and, and tell. Uh, uh, Alex, tell uh, the audience, uh, listening audience, what you were mentioning earlier about the color of this wine. What are we looking at? And how can you tell if it's a true Pinot Noir and not uh, a, a blend? Okay, so if you take and pour a glass of this delicious Pinot Noir and you put it over a white piece of paper or a white countertop and you angle the glass at about a 45 degree angle and you look down. And this is a red, this is a red, uh, yeah, light red it's wine. A, it's here. a light red wine. It's mm-hmm. actually the lightest of the reds. Um, you should be able to, if you were to put a book behind it, an article, you should be able to read the text. Interesting. Oh, okay. If it has been blended, and there are there are wineries that will blend. You might not necessarily know that. You might not necessarily know that. Mm. Um, you will not be able to read that text. So true 100% Pinot Noir, you should be able to read the text through the liquid. And how, how is this Rocco testing out for you over there as you, as you look through this? It's, it's, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Right? A little tobacco, earth. Mm. Another thing to take into account is Very good. we're not using it because we're on a budget here. We're not using the proper glassware that you would use for a burgundy. There is a, there is a specific this is a tulip-shaped. Do- this is a dollar yes. store stemware. Yep. No joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I love the green hue. I think you have yes. green and I have, well, you have blue. I don't know. It's got a hue to <laughs> The it. green hue. And, and this, this, this wine, wine bottle, you know, if people think that a twist-off wine cap, as this, this Rocco has here, yes. Yes. Is, is a sign of cheap wine. No. But, and, and we have proven again and again on the show that is not the case, and I think it's just That's worth true. bringing it up again. True. It's often no. the case, but not always the case. No. I'll tell you what, though, oh, if wow. you are a traveling salesman, you're yes. on the road, and you, you enjoy some wine, and you don't have a wine opener, what are you looking for when you go to that store? Yes. You're looking for a screw cap. You are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be honest Absolutely. with you. Or you're through that first bottle, and you've broken that, you need to get that second bottle out, and you're like, mm, can I navigate a wine key, or should I just mm. go for a screw cap? Mm. So this, this is so the Roco. This is the Roco. Yeah. Uh, what year is this? Is the 2007. 2007. 2007 Delicious. So I love this. So California Pinot Noirs, it, it's okay. I mean, you have like the Sonoma Coast, the Santa Cruz Mountains, right. Santa Barbara, and- uh, Caneros. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe the less quality, in my opinion, you might have some South African wines, some New Zealand wines. Uh, I mean, but it's something about Oregon Pinots are just wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. I think because they, they're, they're well-balanced, they're not as big and juicy as your California. They mm-hmm. do resemble that old world style. Right. It's light, tends to have earthier elements, barnyard, uh, tobacco, dried cherries. Right. Um, trying to think of some other characteristics you have. Anyways, this wine that was absolutely delicious, great with a turkey dinner. Um, it wasn't really all that funky. It's very, very light. And uh, so people don't realize that uh, Pinot Noir grape is fairly large mm-hmm. compared to mm. the skin ratio. It's a thinner skin. It's also the most gotcha, right. finicky wine to vinify. It's hard to, and it's hard <clears throat> to grow. And it's hard to grow. Well, yeah. in this, And I'm glad you brought this up, Alex, because... Uh, I was. It was a little fascinating to me when I learned that because of that larger inner volume of wine of, of grape, 
that uh, to the juice to skin ratio exactly, is different, which is exactly what is causing this lighter color, this more translucent mm-hmm. uh, uh, wine that we're drinking right now. Right. Yeah. All right. So you pour. You poured the second one here. What's the second one we're drinking? Here? Shehalem. Ooh. What's that? So this is a uh, 2008 Willamette Valley uh, vineyard. They actually, there's an AVA around this name specifically. They are, and, uh, fa- is, this is the third vineyard, I believe the actual third vineyard. They've been around since uh, 1980. Remind us what AVA is. Uh, um, area, oh. Well, we had to it, ask. what it, ref- it's what it refers vit- to. Viticultural area, a very yeah, specific exactly. place that produces a very unique flavor. Mm. And so I believe they back up to that AVA or that area, and right. they started I gotcha. vinifying, I believe, in the 80s. They started plantings and then in 81, and then they actually started in 1990 as far as um, first release. Wow. I, I like this one. It's uh, more fruity to me. It's, uh, I do like it a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's very more different. weight. More so it's weight. more extracted. Is that so? Huh. Mm. I like it. So if, if I remember correctly, um, both of these two bottles, you know, in the general range, like run between $30, $40. I think they're not crazy expensive. Either, no, so yeah. no. Um, this wine, though, I feel is juicier. It's not as that tobacco or dried fruit that we got on right. the first one. Right. So very delicious wine. Um, hey. Yeah, I love it. So um so of these first two, which one do you like a little bit? Which one do you like better? I know that I like the second one first because I'm a I, I'm a big time Bordeaux cab drinker, and so I tend to like a little Absolutely. more weight to my Pinot Noir. Right. Um, but they're both delicious in their own right. Um, it would really for me. It would depend on <clears throat> you know what I'm what I'm having Thanksgiving uh, Day, Mark. And you know, <clears throat> it would. You, I sorry. guess. Well, I don't. But here's the thing. Here's here's this would be my recommendation. Yes. If like me, I don't know what I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving Day or tomorrow for that matter. What do you mean you don't know what you're going to be eating Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> oh, see, this is a this wh- is what confusing. Do you, wait, oh, really? What do you eat for Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah. Wait. All right. I didn't really want to get into this. Okay. But you know, uh, you know, I eat tofurkey, but I didn't know what you eat. <laughs> well, look for you years. Go a lot, look, a lot of people. I've had that. A lot of people are moving away from these birds. And they're going to beef. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe a prime rib, Mark. I will admit. In I do like prime rib. So it's more like what I think the uh, pilgrims ate. So <laughs> here's my take is. Okay. Is, so I do. I fix a standing rib for for Thanksgiving. Lovely. I'm going here's, to your house. Here's my deal. The amount of work to cook that bird versus yeah. the amount of return. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Standing rib all the way. It's well, pretty it's straightforward. It's easy. You throw yeah. the, the turkey's throw easy it. to screw up. Yeah, I, I would prefer the second wine with the prime rib. Yeah, I think because it's, it's right. got more weight to I it. I think more so. Weight to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, so you know, it's also interesting with you know what's happened in Napa. The total, you know, terrible fires that have yes. happened. You know. Uh, Wine in Napa is actually going to get more expensive, and this is if you move to other states like Oregon and Washington State, maybe you'll get even a better deal. A better deal, you know, yeah. Less, uh, less price. And here's the thing: is huh. is the uh, tide ri- raises all all boats, and, right. and in California, you know, uh, Napa was hit, and you know those prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. And other regions that weren't impacted, Paso, yeah. Santa Cruz, they're, gonna go they're all going to go yeah, up too. It's all it's all reflective in yeah. in its unfortunate. And I know several wineries there. Um, 
uh, Sigrinello, which is a, a fantastic winery, was one of the first ones to burn down. But a oh lot of people, goodness. just to give a little information. Wait, what burned down? Uh, Sigrinello. Oh, I didn't know they burned down. Uh, they actually burnt down. So I know Stag's Leap got hit. And, uh, and there really? is Stag's Leap. St. They border hit. up yeah. against uh, Stag's Leap. Roy right. Estates is right. uh, burnt to the ground. So, so a lot of wow. people say, well, they're they're really hurting. Well, okay. So what people don't know about the the vines are they're very very resilient. Mm. So really, if they had fire damage. First of all, they had ninety five percent of the harvest in. Good. Right. They trim back those vines every year. What's lost is if they had their fermentation tanks filled with wine, right. and that mm. burnt down, then their current vintage would be gone. Mm. And they put a lot of those wineries have their own caves. So no, if their wine was in the caves, there's no, there's really? no issue there. Mm-mm. Okay, so not no. too many wineries right. actually wa- lost their production. Uh, only the ones that burnt down that might have had fermentation tanks full. Okay. And no, they were just coming off a of harvest, so those, those right. wineries, uh, Sigrinello pro- is... I believe lost that whole vintage, oh, wow. current vintage. I've got to ask this question, all right? Okay. Because yeah. we we know that um, in the past few decades, the National Forest Service has begun to manage forests in a new way, and that is through prescribed burns, okay. right? Because they've found that if you don't sure. let a forest naturally burn, right. that it it grows into something it was never intended to be. If you're putting out all these fires, right. so I'm wondering. If in California, the centuries of wildfires may have actually created the toir that is there now and helped shape it in a way, right? As the ground burns and regrows and burns I mean, that's, and regrows. It's a life cycle. It's Mother Nature's life cycle. It's healthy for land to go through a burn. Now, I know that doesn't make it any easier to say, well, let's burn my entire vineyard uh, for the yeah. sake of, of that. But uh, I was... It, it just occurred to me that I bet that actually uh, has something to do with the, the flavor of these uh, wines out of California sure, today. It had to, alluvial yeah, yeah. soil. There yeah. is all that impact. Mm-hmm. So one quick story, and then we'll get back to the last wine. Mm. Okay. Um, one story is is it, it's a winery in Napa, and all of them were in the office off the fermentation tank room. A lady comes through the into the office and says, we have to leave now. Mm. And she said, oh, okay. I'm just going to, you know, shut the computers down, grab my purse, grab my right. keys, grab my phone. And she said, no, we need to leave now. Mm, wow. She didn't shut anything down. She grabbed her keys. As they were running through the fermentation tank room, mm. she could hear the wine boiling. Oh, my gosh. They no. exited the building, and she wanted to turn right to get in her car. Her gar- car, Done. They had to jump what? in another car. So you have to wow. imagine, like, these fires, like, so fast. you think of football field right. going up instantly. All of it. So at they one moment, had they had to leave. So it's it almost like a diehard oh. movie. Like, as they're running, it's boiling. And you know what happens when it's going to boil? It's going to blow. Wow. So Jeez. that's, it, it's... Um, that poor wine. And the poor people, too. And the poor people, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so anyway, what is our third wine? So the third wine we are pouring today, and you need to um, you need to pour that in your spit bucket, or um, just drink it, Mark. Yeah, just, just drink just, it like everyone else. We don't have spit buckets here. We're too low budget here at uh, the <laughs> Wine Fellers. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the last one, by the way, is a corked bottle, not corked as in bad. Just a it has a, a cork bottle. in it. It has mm-hmm. a cork in it, no longer in it. It has been removed. It's a 2011. Evening Land, Evening Land, <laughs> Seven Springs Vineyard, La Source. For those of you who don't know French, that would be the source. Hmm. 
<laughs> was that good? Yeah, it was good. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious what you think of this one. I just tried uh, it for the first time. Okay, I think this one would benefit from being in a proper glass because it's... Uh-huh. I don't like it. You don't like it? It's funky. It's, uh, Look at that. Yeah. It's yeah. really... It's something, is something wrong with the bottle? I mean, it could be a little... It hmm. could need some time. Sometimes you this open these, there's some sulfur. Is that what, yeah, it just doesn't it's taste It's sulfur. Right. It's not... Um, yeah. I don't know. Something's wrong with the bottle. Um, that happens. That happens, guys. That's, when it that. comes from La Source. <laughs> the Source. What now? What what we do with the bad bottles? Oh, uh, you just save those until the last mark. Well, we give those to Bob Burtman. <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> they in the, which they have their their little uh, he he. I, okay, we can't get back on Bob for too long, right? But he uh, after each of our shows began to have we, the we should give him free wine. Well, because he, he that's when he scheduled the meetings. the meetings where he'd show off the studio. This is the studio and this uh, is the free wine we get. So yeah. right. So, so tonight, Bob, if you're listening, you will be getting a, a bad free, bottle free of bottle of corked wine. All right. Yeah. From no, the look, I don't I don't I don't like to talk bad about uh, vineyards. I mean, I think it's the wine is probably fine. It just happens. You're right. You know, every once in a while you come across a bad bottle and yeah. something's just and maybe it'll open something's up a little more off here. Keep it sometimes open, Pinot something's just a little off. About you know, it. sometimes Pinot needs to take time to open. There's that point where you have some burgundies and they open and you're like, oh, I get bacon. You know, I mean, there's all, yeah, all these sure, different yes. kind of experiences right. you have. And you know we it happens. I do, um, yeah, I do smell a little, just a little taint, just a touch. Yeah, but it's um, mm. you know, it it's, happens. It happens. So it happens. Uh, if you're out, go by all means buy this. Wine. <laughs> yes. Jeez, Mark. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, you never know. All yeah, right. And, so. you, know, you sold it. You sold it there. Yeah. So yeah. well, thank you so much. Our hey, spiritual guide. Will you stay on uh, with us yes. on the next segment? Because I think you yeah. will uh, actually have a lot to offer as we discuss the uh, really important special segment coming up. Certainly. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Don't go nowhere. You're listening to the Winefellers. Mondelli ain't you be. Stay tuned for a special event. The best beer and wine gadgets. Twenty. 17 is coming up next. Found my last girlfriend off Craigslist. Came to my place with a price list. After some small talk, we shared a kiss. Now I need penicillin and a urologist. Bought a swimsuit off of Craigslist. From the same guy who sold me a used mattress. Swam in a public pool and got in distress Now I'm out some cash and I have an itchy rash In no way could any of this be my fault That would be at an injury to insult CNN, Hillary, and Obama are behind this Backed by Mexico and of course George Soros Sad, sad losers at the fake, fake news. In no way could any of 
this be my fault? That would be adding injury to insult. CNN, Hillary, and Obama are behind this. Backed by Mexico and, of course, George Soros. and kids but we kiss you <laughs> <laughs> or something like that it's all good in the end in the end the point is uh, is that we're there for you right <laughs> we're hanging around the old cancer unit at the hospital just waiting to kiss people look that's just wrong that's <laughs> not how i meant it can i offer a kiss <laughs> we and we offer so much more <laughs> because, for example, just an example. Okay. We're going to be talking about the best wine and beer gadgets of 2017. Usually, once a year we do this. We talk because every year there's a new group of wine and beer gadgets that are just wonderful things that really add a lot to your wine drinking and beer drinking experience. And we around this time of year, we'd like to present them to you so you can know about them and buy them as gifts for yourself and for your loved ones. If you want me to buy you something, Mark, just say so. Well, I'll get to the one that I want you to buy okay. when I get to it. All right. And so, I need to guess. Make it so I have to guess. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. That's good. Yeah. The first beer, wine, and... <laughs> 
the first best wine and beer gadget of 2017 uh, that we're going to talk about today. So, guys, how many times has this happened to you? You have stared at a bag of grapes in your fridge and thought to yourself, wow, why did I buy these grapes when I could have just purchased wine? Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. For okay. me, it's just happens decoration you put around the bottle at, uh, at, on the right. table. I mean, it, yeah. it's... You usually don't end up eating grapes. You usually throw grapes away. So, time to think Alkima. <laughs> Alkima, or Alkima, or Alkima, allows you to ferment wine or cider at home. Well, I've already got a toilet, Mark. Well, listen carefully. The machine works by letting users pick a recipe for cider, meat, or wine through a companion iOS app. Oh, come on! Then all they have to do is add their ingredients, including yeast and sugar, and the app will let them know when the alcohol is done fermenting. I just Why would you waste your time when I you can go down to your local Vintner's uh, store and purchase a bottle of wine? That's a good question. So the idea <laughs> is that you could take whatever fruit that happens to be in your fridge. If this is fruit in your fridge, and eventually you end up with wine. Mark, oh, so you could is, do like a brandy. You could do peaches. You could do... This is... I didn't mention brandy. This is just, just call it prison wine at home, Mark. We've been over this. Yes, but when you make wine at home, how do you know when it's ready to drink? You don't have an app. So, oh, as, good in, grief. In addition to the app letting you know when, prompting you when your cider or wine is done, it also communicates this information through social media so everybody can know. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, the whole family will know before they get there for Thanksgiving. Not dinner. only will they know that your homemade wine is ready, but they're going to know that you are, uh-huh. you are just throwing fruit and bread and yogurt into a container in your fridge. Mm hmm. It's like you're that hard up to drink something. So there's, I'm showing you a picture of it. Let me see. So there's a, so is it's there a lo- sensors? It, it, it looks yeah, like, describe an, it. It, looks like, it looks like a tall Amazon Alexa. A, a clear, bit. tall yeah. Amazon Alexa, doesn't it? <laughs> it's very fancy. Or is that an Echo with Alexa on it? I don't understand the terms. Bravo. Right. So Bravo. You, Thank you. So Thank you may you. ask yourself, how did people ferment their wine and cider at home for thousands of years prior to the invention of, the of, smartphone. A, <laughs> of a home fermenter with app and Wi-Fi connected device? How did they? We'll never know. <laughs> but Mark. this device allows you to do it better. This is a terrible idea. Really? Yes, it's a yeah. terrible idea. How much is it? Five hundred dollars. Good. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. But it, in that picture, it looks like there's some cashews in there, Mark. Well, you can put anything you want in there. Oh, that's disgusting. As long yeah. as it ferments. Now, they, I guess the way it's been advertised is it's intended to make home beverage fermenting more foolproof, more precise, and less messy. You. You can make this in your toilet and not mess it up. You can, but then you don't have a toilet. Then you you also don't get the effervescence of the toilet in your final product. <laughs> right. And then, you know, and if you do make wine in your toilet, which you can, and we've done that many a time. Yes. That, you know, sometimes you have um, uh, adulterants that, you d- <laughs> that enter into the taste of the hey, wine. corn! <laughs> 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 yeah, well, this device, uh, this device, there's uh, corn in this one too that you just showed me. Yeah, so this device doesn't. This have is a, a terrible. It, neither devices uh, have a screen. Ha, have so you don't. have you ever seen 
wine and the pro like, like uh, bread and peaches. Yeah, and prison stuff. wine, sure. Yeah, pr- yeah. You, we've all seen prison yeah. wine in the mm-hmm. process of being made, and there's mold on top, and it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't want this sitting in a clear canister in my fridge. But it's there's a there's a cap on it, and they say it's, it looks it'll look disgusting. So there's a there's a temperature sensor, and then they also say there's a UVC sanitizing light to guard against contamination from wo- rogue wild. But yeast. isn't that where you get all the good goodness? Yeah, I think all yeasts are rogue. That's weird. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, but then of course there's the app. Well, that's what everyone <laughs> is about: is to sell a product these days. The the millennials love that app tied to the product that they're using mm-hmm. and it's the AI thing the whole artificial intelligence the thing is like I just you just it's Ron Popeil yeah okay all right well in yeah. alcohol business mm. so now I know just set it and forget it so I'm not gonna get you guys this for Festivus so let's see what comes next so the next <laughs> the next best wine and beer gadget of 2017 yes. the number two is how many times has this happened to you you're opening a bottle of your favorite beer, and you think to yourself, why don't my friends, family, or the entire country, for that matter, know what I happen to be opening a bottle of my favorite beer? You see what I'm huh. saying? Well, yeah, right. I'm oh, opening go. a bottle. All right, let why me... doesn't anyone, everyone in the world know that I'm opening a bottle? Let me just guess. This has to do with a yet another app. It does. Goodness gracious. So here's the problem solved. It's like I like I need everyone to know about what I'm drinking, just like I need them to know what level in Candy Crush I'm on. Ooh. Get back to me on that. <laughs> so bo- bo- bottle idea. opener X okay. or box is a new <laughs> smart beer bottle opener that will automatically send messages to your friends whenever you open a bottle. Users can share messages to groups of friends <laughs> over Facebook, Messenger, or Slack, whatever that is. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's even a leaderboard with achievements and awards for unlocking higher levels. Holy that Lord. That is a beer snob's best what present. So try this? to describe to our listeners what you're seeing. It looks like a crack pipe. <laughs> with a battery in it. it. I mean, not like I know what that looks like, Mark. It's a beer opener. It looks like uh, a sex toy. Well, there's a battery in it. But it, there's... <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Look at that. Yeah, a little bit. It's like a crack pipe sex toy. Okay. It looks like a partridge. That, it's a beer opener that has... Like a what? A partridge. A partridge. Look at it. Oh, look, you, see the here, you see the eye. Turn around here, Mark. So basically what again. we're describing. It's a beer... It's a partridge. Oh, it's a be- oh. It's your standard beer opener, but it has a battery in it and computer chips and all sorts of stuff that transmit via tubes. (laughs) A series of tubes, (laughs) A series of tubes to your Wi-Fi connector that lets people know via social media that you've just opened up a beer. Yeah, but it doesn't let them know what you're drinking. It just tells them you're drinking again. All it does, uh... it just lets them know that there's some (laughs) sensor on the beer opener that lets people know that you're in the process of opening a beer. Can we get one for wine? That's the million dollar idea. That is the million dollar idea. Wow! I'm sure this will really take off, and you'll want to make one of those. Well, if 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 this if this tool, I would buy this if it integrated with a camera. So every time you cracked open the beer, it just took a selfie of you. So it would like verify that you're legitimately open. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, upload all that to your social media. So Joe Adele is drinking a beer. There's Mark drinking drinking a beer at six o'clock in the morning again. (laughs) I love I love this. I love the dilemma. I love the dilemma of someone in their house. Yeah. It's six AM. They want to drink a beer. 
but the only bottle opener they ha- they have is the one that will notify the entire world that they're drinking a beer. So at 6 then this is 2.0. <laughs> Is that it has sensors right. for your fingerprint to make sure it's only you opening that bottle <laughs> yes. and not your friends. Because right, a lot of people yeah, think this sounds true. more like a drinking deterrent right, right, than an answer. Because when you're posting to Slacker or whatever, Slack, Slack, Slack. <laughs> you, you want you know, people want to know you're honest with your beer drinking. And so, um, yeah, I think this. Uh, well, why can't you, when you open a beer, just text people? <laughs> it's too much work. The old-fashioned way. Yeah, but pick na- up the phone, a dial a number. <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I don't think this is going to work. We I, have all picked up the phone and called our friends and said, "What you drinking?" Lafitte. That's just how it starts. Yeah. What you drinking? Opening a beer, opening some wine. But now, I don't need a. I don't need a gizmo letting people. I know do. That. If it takes a selfie. Uh, a uh, like it, it, doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Well, I'm going to make one that way. All right, all right. That's all right. A, that's a beer snob device. All right, the third. Uh, the third. We're now. We're well, at everyone's going to. Well, everyone's going to ask you. Yes. Because when they see it, oh, uh, Mark just opened oh. a beer. Everyone's going to be like, oh, what are you drinking? What it's beer? like when you put. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Oh, since you asked. Yeah. I'm 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 <laughs> oh, oh me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that people knew. Oh. Oh, well, oh you, what this? Well, you do have that stupid gadget. Uh, oh, well, right. what are you opening? I'm opening. Um, I'm opening uh, <laughs> sexual chocolate by Foothills. Right. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The third uh, best wine and beer uh, gadget of 2017. How many times has this happened to you? You have an icy cold beer you want to drink, but no icy cold mug to drink it in. That's happened before. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. With the beer glass froster, you too <laughs> can chill your favorite mug in record time. Perfect for a man cave or a home bar. A mere 10 seconds under the beer glass froster is all you need to give you a relatively cold mug. The beer frosting unit is connected to a CO tank, not included, and it spouts... <laughs> a frosty cloud <laughs> that converts a typical room temperature beer glass into an ice cold mug in seconds. The wide spout <laughs> allows the CO2 to completely cover your f- favorite glass. Okay. You Look, like this, this? I know what's going on here. Here it is. It's like the uh it's like the uh when you it's like when you turn uh, the compressed air upside down and spray it yeah, and the frozen the Stuff comes out the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is a CO tank <laughs> <laughs> and beer. So, yeah. do you, so what do you think? I mean, Ooh. is this something you'd use? Like, you stick that on there for ten seconds. What's the What's uh, the price on it? Yeah, okay, yeah, well, that's, that's a good. That's a good. Only four hundred dollars. CO two <gasps> tank not included. My God, can and we get anything under a hundred? Just, just to have the wherewithal to put your glasses in the freezer. Who has that time? kind of time, Joe? Wait, I like the C clamp feature that it comes with for putting it on your favorite bar. Yes. Oh wait, look sure. at that. It comes with a clamp. That's classic. Oh, classic. that's. Good well, that's going to well, go des- out in the woodworking des- describe, shop. Describe, describe. You know, we have to describe to our audience what you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, okay. It looks, yeah, it looks like uh, you're you're t- you're tightening a uh, woodworking clamp. C clamp. A C. A C. Yes. C clamp. That's what <laughs> I'm exactly what it is. So yeah. what, what's the gizmo itself look like? Uh, it's what well, looks like a milkshake maker. Yeah, it, it look, does. Looks a like bit. a soda yeah. jerk. Yep. Machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. No, I'm not liking this one. How much was the last, last one? one? We didn't get the price. How on much that. was the uh, well, bottle opener that notified the world every time you drank? All right, I'm kind of liking uh, that. I'm liking oh, this I one. I didn't say the price. We'll have to get back to you on that. But oh, it's in the hundreds. Lord. So in the hundreds. Yeah. Gee, well, but, it, but what is the price of? <laughs> what's the price of <laughs> priceless? Being? I don't know. Oh. So uh, 
Yeah, so as an added bonus, a blue LED light casts a festive glow onto the glass as it is being frosted. Aside from the three AA batteries to power the blue light, that's all you need to get the, your glass a little colder. <laughs> the batteries are just, you don't need batteries for the machine to work, just so the light comes on. I think you just need the, <laughs> no, I think so. I think you just need the CO2. You know where, you know where you're going <laughs> to see <terrible>. this. <laughs> it's a tank. All you need is a CO2 tank, really. You know where you're going to see this. You're going to see this in the ice hotel. The, I can see the uh, ice hotel right. buy that just for the feature that the lighting. You know, I never part. thought about that. You just need a <laughs> CO2 tank. You don't need this machine, Mark. <laughs> no. You just turn a CO2 canister upside down and, and open the valve. They almost got me. So <laughs> anyone with a beer fridge, a kegerator, yeah. is built in already. Uh-huh. They just need to put a little side valve there and uh-huh. you can frost up. All right, and you fill guys, up. the beer glass froster. I you like almost this. fooled me, but I'm I'm on to yeah, you. So yeah, watch out. All right, so the next Watch thing. Out. Mark Solomon knows your I know your game. Got so, your number. So the next best. <laughs> next best wine and beer gadget of 2017 is the. Well, how many times has this happened to you? You want to drink a beer, but you can't decide between the two beers. You've narrowed it down to. Well. Oh no, they're not selling me a thing I can flip to determine which beer I drink. Even better. Oh, boy. Because you don't have to decide. It's an app. No. You don't have to decide (laughs) at all. With the dual chamber beer glass, (laughs) you you (laughs) have two independent independent chambers and one glass, so your brews remain separate until until you're ready to drink them. So if so, this that is a glass. Is weird. It's a glass. It's like a black and tan. It's like a glass that's separated down the middle by more glass. I guess <laughs> that's a way to describe it. It's two glasses to f- fuse together. Fuse together, middle. and so you can put two beers at <laughs> once. I. Uh, that's very Alex interesting. Alex is liking I'm thinking, like but here's the thing. They need to upstep it to an app. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like roulette. They it needs to have a cap on it. And it will. The <laughs> app will automatically decide which side you're going to drink from, and you you don't know if you're going to drink from the right side or from the left side. Oh, like uh, a, like uh, a Tinder app. Uh, you're saying. Like a Tinder app. Uh, you swipe it right, you swipe it left, and that's good. Well, you this, don't know what uh, you, you I, might get some of both. I like the idea of uh, it doesn't just hold two. It maybe holds six. It's got six chambers. Whoa, let's whoa, say. whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa. going. No, no, no. Listen to me. Uh, okay. And now it has you're... one straw coming out the top, uh-huh. and a rotator inside that the app randomly will point Choose. you to one. And you don't know what you're getting. It's a party mm-hmm. app, all right? And and, you, gotcha. and in one of them, you put something terrible like cow urine. Yep. Well, yep. that's not so bad. But no, deer it's like urine. Deer, deer urine. And it's like it's like Russian roulette, beer roulette. but of yeah. drinking. Beer roulette. This okay, is... so what can we sell it for? Yeah, don't tell anybody this idea. It's a great $4. idea. $4.99. $499. Right. Really? I thought we'd get 15 But it takes selfies as the people are doing this and drinking it, and it gets all their reactions. And then posts it on social if, media. Yes, if it was the cow urine... It knows what it's selected for you to drink, Correct. and as it it knows that you're going to be drinking it, it takes a few pictures and posts them to your. Oh wait, social then media. it will do video and it'll slow mo replay oh, the whole scenario. Yes, this is, yeah, so this is oh, this brilliant, is huge. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's, this is like better than Pictionary. Yeah, you guys are going to be millionaires. All right, now <laughs> so there's 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 dual chambers in the glass. How much is that? Uh, only thirty dollars per glass. Yeah, is that worth it? Actually. 
Well, I don't you know. Can modify but why that. can't you just drink two out of two glasses? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you're overthinking I'm this overthinking one, Mark. This. Yeah. It's a glass that has two chambers. Okay. So <laughs> the next thing, the next top wine and beer gadget of 2017. Now, how many times has this oh, happened boy. to you? You can't decide on the right beer to drink, mostly because you don't have over 400 beers to choose from. Okay. That can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can happen. So there's a solution. Okay. The beer cave. Let me show you a picture. Oh wow! Show, Look at show that. me. Oh, they Bring got kegs in there. It's like a. It's a walk-in cooler for your own home. It's yeah. like a room within a room. It's a train. I see that. It's, that a, it's like a box you install in your house. That's like a huge. That. My wife would love this. It just blends right into the a, rest of our decor. It's a cellar for beer. <laughs> a giant, it's a giant black box. It's a giant black box you can put in your living room. <laughs> And it's really big. And like, you know, six feet by 10 feet. I don't know. Oh, here it is. The beer cave <laughs> is the ultimate beverage cooler. It measures over six feet wide, 11 feet wow. tall, and four feet deep. The beer cave is a per- <laughs> is perfect for home use. You can stop right here, and I know which gift you want. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three rows of shelves can be fitted on the back inside walls, giving you the capacity to refrigerate hundreds of bottles of beer plus four kegs. Wow. <laughs> For that last That's minute. Serious. To keep all your precious beer perfectly chilled, the refrigeration system is designed to maintain 32 degrees. Um, of course, you don't have to go inside the beer cave to enjoy your amazing beer. Thanks to the complete draft dispensing yep, system the and external tap, the beer cave doubles as one massive kegerator, only $6,500. <laughs> Any Available takers. on Amazon. And... Um, I don't know if they sell it on can Amazon. Can you get white glove treatment on that? I'm sure that you can. You probably can. So, it, so yeah. I, I looked this up. So it comes in like these slats. That <laughs> See? <laughs> hey, hey, guru, this is the thing Mark wants. This is what it wants, <laughs> yeah. It's very easy to transport. It comes in slats, and then you just have to simply put it together at home. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's one step. Just simply assemble it. It's, re- it's an Ikea version. Yeah. And then, you know, all you need, you have to know a little bit about refrigeration systems. Not much. <laughs> you know, but you know, you know, you're handling Freon, so it helps to know something. Yeah. So. Don't huff it. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, this is the beer cave. It's a giant black box that sits in any room of your house, your living room, your dining room. Bedroom. 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 <laughs> whatever you want. I just love it is like a walk in closet for beer. And I can't, it is the it is the man's walk in closet. And I can't wait to show my wife, honey, come to this room. I watch you to show, I want to show you your gifts. Now I had to slide the slide the dining room a little bit out of the way. <laughs> this is like But I yeah, put uh, I yeah. put a, a massive <laughs> beer. Uh, honey, our problems are over. <laughs> what have you done? What problem did we have? <laughs> Not enough beer. <laughs> well, it's so large you, you put can marketing actually... decals on it to pay for it, like Spectrum. Right. Spectrum <laughs> for your TV. That's good. Right. Yeah. You, oh, you could have that built in. We well, say what? Always... What I'm saying is, is it need you need to go in this room. It needs to be like, and there needs to be TVs up in the corner. Oh, of heck the, yeah. And, and and a little a little bar in there you can sit at. Where's the peanut dispenser? <laughs> Sold separately. <laughs> so the last one, we have to get to the last one. The no, last better go one quick, Mark. is yeah, the best wine and beer gadgets of 2017 uh-huh. is, now how many times has this happened to you? Oh, just say what it is. You have consumed a lot of beer and now you have to relieve yourself. Oh, this is what you want. The break the seal. It's the, it's. <laughs> 
It's well, the, it's no the stadium pal. No worry about breaking the seal. <laughs> the beer keg urinal is a stainless. <laughs> <laughs> oh is gosh! This, is this an add-on? No, don't. The beer keg I urinal love it. is a oh, stainless wow. steel urinal um, shaped like a beer keg. Shaped like a beer keg. It is a beer keg. It is a beer keg. It's been modified into a beer. You can. Will it dispense beer as you urinate? I well, you might not. You got to. You, so. you can't cross the streams. Just saying. Can't yeah, there's the so many streams yes. of yellow liquid exactly. flying everywhere. It's know. like, how much is this? Uh, only six hundred dollars. And I've asked my wife many <laughs> times. You know, we have never considered adding a novelty toilet to our bathroom. <laughs> and you never will. <laughs> and this urinal is ideal for any bedroom use or man cave, uh, flusher and trap not included. Designed to be a hundred percent sanitary, wow. and it's basically a keg that's been sawed in half and now is a. Urinal. Does it are, come with urinal cakes? <laughs> Not included. Alex, uh, our spiritual leader and guru, uh, which of these gifts do you think Mark, we got to make our, our guesses of which of these Mark wants us to buy for him. Honest, We're out of time. I honestly say it's the last one. That's Mark's favorite. I do I, I do like that one quite a bit, yeah. but I think it, I think I would, for Festivus, I would enjoy the beer cave. Uh, we were kind of right there. We were both kind of. Uh, he wants a twofer. Yes, <laughs> or both. Alex, <laughs> yes. please. We'll, yes. we had a fantastic so time much, today. Alex. Please um, promise that you'll come back. I feel enlightened, Mark. I'm enlightened, too. Will yeah. you do it again? I certainly will. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Alex. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow is another day. The cats are out to play, to play. That old rusty spaceship wants to sail into the Milky Way again on a river of red, red wine. Run, 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 run. Let's have some fun, 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 fun. We'll drink, 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 drink. A toast to the sun, 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 sun. Drink, 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 drink,
is literally resurrecting retro.